And hello and welcome everyone to a special holiday edition of Comic Multiverse Commentary. If you're not a patron and you're watching this the day it goes live along with everyone else, it's Wednesday, Matt, which means it's Christmas Day. It is Christmas Day. Uh, happy Christmas to everyone uh, listening. Thank you for listening mm. on Christmas as well. I mean, thank you for listening all the time, but especially today, you know, we help, uh, We hope that this can be a special little gift to you. Matt already gave his little special gift to the show, and that is he's changed our thumbnails, and they look awesome now. They do. That was a complete fluke. Mm. <laughs> I, I was going through the same thing, too, because it's like, ah, oh, Christmas, New Year, I should maybe change some shit around. I haven't gotten to upload those yet, but hopefully I will. Uh, if this is your first time watching a uh, commentary with us, obviously get your version of the movie out. I know Shazam was on Netflix. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. Uh, it's probably come off because of that hbo max that's coming right, out of course but i'm sure you can find it anywhere itunes youtube dvd wherever uh wherever find videos are shown uh but the version matt and i have in front of us right now is two hours 11 minutes 43 seconds so you know try and be sure to match it up with us uh, i will count us all down and then we'll start watching together we're gonna have a lot of fun and you know it wouldn't be a comic multiverse commentary if i didn't have snacks that i'm going to eat directly into the <laughs> mic so good yummy yummy but so you come to these come to these commentaries for the ASMR. Naturally, you know I should really start putting the mukbang tag in these. You know, get a whole new creepy <laughs> audience interested in these. Oh, I'm sure there is people out there who would love to hear us eat oh, into the mic. Oh, naturally. All right. So with that, everyone, we will count down, and I will tell you when to hit. So five, four, three, two, one, play. So we are now officially a second in. Uh, we're hearing and seeing thunder rumbling and the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah, the 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 this uh, this came out this year. I thought I I had completely forgotten that it came out this year and not last year. I know. I for many reasons that was outside you know the purview of the movie. This ended up being I think maybe the most underrated superhero movie of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a great film, uh -huh. and yeah, not many people saw it. It didn't. It did. I guess okay, considering the character at the box office, but everyone just saw that as a flop because I mean, it didn't make a billion dollars. I mean, just the idea that a Shazam movie and a Captain Marvel movie came out in the same year, I think a couple, like, months apart, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like two months apart, I think. Now, hey, this is a Christmas uh, movie, believe it or not, which is why we're doing it now. We just didn't pick it randomly. Or because, you know, they announced the sequel in 2022, there is a very strong Christmas connection. There is. And here we have John Glover as Savannah's father. Mm-hmm. Being a real dick John, John Glover, a character who's had many DC Comics roles. Mm-hmm. He was Lionel Luther on Smallville. He was the evil doctor in Batman and Robin, responsible for Bane. That's right. Man, he, uh, he gets all the bad dad roles, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he's even voice like a couple of villains on like either justice league or batman or the superman animated series hmm, i wouldn't be surprised so the surprising thing when it comes to adapting the character of shazam is that they actually spend like a good five ten minutes here in the beginning setting up the villain savannah which mm -hmm. i would not expect but it's a really welcome really unique thing that they do yeah and i guess you kind of have to set up savannah because you look at if if you were just to like show someone a picture of it, they'll be like, "Oh, that's just like generic that's, mad that, scientist." That, that's Lex Luthor. Yeah. 
and even so you have to kind of differentiate him from that you certainly do and uh the, the version that they do here and indeed pretty much the entirety of uh this movie version of shazam is benched wholly in jeff john's new 52 run which i remember hating when it came out but boy does it adapt good into a movie i guess jeff john's the mad genius just fucking knew where he was going <laughs> Well, yeah, as well as it helps that, like, he he was a big part of this film. He yeah. he helped in its production. So maybe this was, like, him kind of redoing his yeah. his his story a little bit and kind of making it work a bit more. Because, yeah, I didn't particularly like that uh, story either. Eight, there's Mr. Mine. Again, this movie chopped full of Easter eggs, but not, mm. like, obnoxious Easter eggs and, no. se- and sequel uh, hooks. No, this is, like, actual if you are a fan of the Shazam Captain Marvel legacy, you're going to like these. Yeah, here we have the Rock of Eternity, which mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Looks exactly like it does in the comics now. We've got the wizard here, played by... I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, uh, which is really funny because he was also in Captain Marvel the yes, same year the same year man this dude uh, D- I want to say Dijon Houston or something like that but yeah this guy this dude's a trendsetter and a trailblazer because he's crossing the aisles of DC and Marvel he exists <laughs> in both universes simultaneously <laughs> the seven deadly sins who are monsters here in the movie where in the comics they're kind of like weird sort of people I like them as monsters better yeah, it works Again, for this kind of like uh, Harry Potter flavor that they're going for in the movie, I respect them being monsters too. Oh, my mm. And that's also a thing with this film. Like, it, it does like this, the whole Harry Potter thing as well, but it, it's also pretty scary. It is. I think that that's probably the greatest thing that this Shazam movie does that a lot of the DC movies had trouble with, and that is it really balances tone in a great way. When it's funny, it's funny. When it's sweet, it's sweet. And when it's scary, it's genuinely scary. Yeah, it does a great job of balancing all of them, much more so than the other DC films have. Probably helps, too, that uh, David F. Sandberg, the director, he did horror movies, didn't he, before he did this? Yeah. He's still doing horror films. Yeah, that seems to be a thing with the DC. Like they're tapping all their horror directors, mm-hmm. all the Warner Brothers, and and it's funny because obviously we have James Wan doing Aquaman, yeah. and David Sandberg did this, and those are the two films that actually worked really well, and they both came from people who were outside of you know comedy, action, and all that, and they're in horror. Shocking. And here we set up at what at first I'm sure seems like a pretty paint-by-numbers moral play. That, oh, you have to be pure of heart if you want the Shazam powers. But as we see through the rest of the movie, they kind of play fast and loose with that in an interesting way, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very interesting that they actually get into it quite as much as they did in this film. Like how they're saying, like, look, you can be like... Uh, savannah here you can be a bully abused kid but that doesn't automatically mean that you're going to be the hero no. or that the power works for you yeah yeah and uh, as they posit like the power like just knowing that that power exists it can corrupt you. it can corrupt corrupt you like it does with savannah where he like devotes his whole life to trying finding and getting that power which is a really good motivation for a villain i dare say uh savannah is probably the most layered villain they've done in a dc movie since shit i don't even know since like the nolan joker maybe yeah i'd agree with that 
I mean, again, they devote so much time to him, and it it really makes sense, and it's a believable motivation to be like, oh yeah, he had this magical world dangled in front of him, then he had it all taken away from him because he was too weak, and then the extra salt in the wound is, oh yeah, his dad got crippled afterwards. Yeah, but basically because of him. Because of him. Ouch. Uh, yeah, that, that's like another thing. Like all of this would happen, and you would have thought, like, oh, this will be like, like, why he gets the powers? Like because of all this bad stuff happened to him, this will be like he gets the powers to right wrongs and everything. It's like no, no, he doesn't. Power, power is not a band aid. Is an interesting theme to Shazam, where even with Billy and everything, oh, he gets the power and everything. Yeah, but he's still an orphan, and all that other stuff still happened. You know, power didn't mm-hmm. set him free. No, it didn't fix everything immediately. Which is a very mature message. (laughs) Because, again, so many of these superhero movies are, at their heart, power fantasies. This one does some interesting stuff with the power fantasy. It does. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, too, you know, them setting up really early on that uh, Savannah is a dark mirror to Billy himself. Billy, who never knew his parents and always wondered, you know, what that life could have been. Savannah, who knew his uh, parents and his family, and they fucking sucked. Yeah, he didn't want to know them. Yeah. And then again, uh, I'm assuming if you're listening to the commentary, you've seen the movie. They flip that again when Billy does actually meet his mother. Mm hmm. Your magic grows weak. Man, this Blu-ray version looks really good. I watched the standard version of this again, just so I was up to date on what's happening. But man, watching this on my computer monitor, the colors really fucking pop. It's a great looking film. It's really great to see like a DC Comics adaptation with color in it, isn't it? Yeah, to really embrace it. We go now to the magical land of Philadelphia. Which, again, is there in the new uh, comic version as well. And I can officially say, hey, I've been to one of these places we're talking about in a movie. (laughs) Which, man, uh, that's another thing about this movie that I appreciate. Philadelphia really gets to be a character in the movie. Warts and all, they're not afraid to show that, like, yeah, Philadelphia is a pretty rough town, actually. Yeah, and, yeah, well, it makes sense with, like, this the like new 52 billy where he's like we see here he's like street smart and knows how to handle himself a little bit we're a long way away from the newsboy legion no yeah but yeah like clearly this is shot in philadelphia and they show it's a rough town but that's not like uh like a focal point of the movie where it's like oh you know philadelphia really needs a hero to come in and clean up the streets no this is just life as they know it and in fact as we'll see through the rest of the movie they're playing in back alleys and abandoned warehouses and because they're kids they don't see anything wrong with it this is just you know life for them yeah, this is just, they've grown up with all this, all the strip clubs and yeah. shitty, shitty malls and whatnot. Yeah, they don't know they're in a rough town, which is like something kind of interesting in a superhero genre. Yeah. Because if this was any adult hero, they'd have like the internal monologue of like, oh, this town is diseased, Ugh. the city cries out mm-hmm. pain, Miller, Miller, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we, we got him here, like, looking for his mother. Like, do you think, because 
because the recent uh, Shazam book is doing it, do you think maybe in the sequel we'll get stuff to do with his father? Oh, I think 100% because this movie names his father before the comic did. That's true. That yeah. is true. We find out his dad is CC, uh, CC Batson in this movie, which again had to be Jeff Johns planting seeds for the future because he reintroduced, or yeah, reintroduced his father just recently as CC uh, Batson, which is a reference to CC Beck, one of the co-creators of Captain <laughs> Marvel. Not only that, he recently got powers. He did. He became the seventh champion, which again, numbers are very important in this movie. You know, seven sins for seven champions in seven realms. Yeah, although this film posits that the seventh champion is Black Adam. It is, which would be interesting to see where they go with that. Does he still have the power? Did he give it away? The wizard just said, you know, these were my brothers and sisters and their thrones lay empty now, but could go either way. Mm -hmm. Now, this flashback is so wonderfully deceptive, and I didn't catch it until the second time I watched it, that they, they literally have a cheerier filter on it yeah yeah it's like a nice bright like dreamlike filter and as well like we see it from the young billy's and point of view whereas the next time we see it we, we see it from like his mom's point of view like his mum point of view so you can see like how he's how he would interpret this as as like his mother just lost him yeah and it's the same uh same flashback same dialogue they just change the uh what is it the inflection and they just change the filter and it's mm -hmm. like, wow, I didn't catch that the first time, that this literally has, like, a false filter on it. The, the movie was trying to tell you before you even <laughs> saw it that this might not be real. <laughs> also, too, he mentions wanting a tiger, which is, of course, reference to Mr. Tawny, the talking tiger from Shazam lore. Yeah. Which, again, I feel has to be a sequel hook that we got to get a talking tiger in the sequel. Something. Oh, we're definitely... I, I guarantee you, like, like Johns' recent run, we're going to get, like, like all, like the Wonderlands and all, all, all the Magiclands and all that sort of stuff. I wonder if they'll go back even older for references. I'd like them to work in Uncle Dudley Marvel somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching this in the theaters, being like, oh, this is a Christmas movie. This takes place at Christmas time. I wonder if we'll have the same diehard fights if this counts. <laughs> no, this definitely counts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a big part of it. But also, so does Die Hard. <laughs> it starts with a Christmas carol and ends with a Christmas carol. John McClane is giving the gift of bullets all over the place. <laughs> This is a really good reveal, too. It is. You, th you think it's his mother, but it's, uh, not, it's just some black woman. <laughs> I think you might. You sure about that? <laughs> it's like she's slightly annoyed, but not really like, oh, I got to break your heart, but also get the hell off my porch. <laughs> <laughs> Little touches to how this lady's desk is covered in smiley faces and she's wearing a yellow shirt. <laughs> and she doesn't have a smiley face. <laughs> she does not have a smiley face at all. <laughs> Another thing I only caught on like recent uh, rewatching, 
this lady basically uh, sets out his entire character arc for the rest of the movie. You know, you're a smart kid, but you've spent all this time chasing after a person who clearly hasn't been chasing after you. You're going to have to, you know, settle down and start believing in people again. And she ends up actually being 100% right by the end of the movie. <laughs> if Billy had yeah, just she, listened to her. She had the plot written down on that notepad she's she, got. She literally did. It's like, well, I have your hero with a thousand faces journey right here. <laughs> You need to go through a Campbell-esque arc, and by the end. <laughs> That's another interesting thing about this movie, too, that I don't think it gets enough credit for. It actually puts a positive, happy face on the foster system. It does, which in movies, it never really shows no. shows that to be the case. Like, it's always usually, like, like something sinister is happening, or yeah. uh, it's terrible, but yeah. Yeah, there's never any good foster families shown in movies and television, which if you are a foster kid or a foster parent, that's probably got to chap your ass at some point. You'd be like, hey, I'm not touching or beating the kids. What the hell? Yeah, but then we have Victor and Rosa here. Yep, same in the comics as well. Now, that's the actor from Walking Dead. I don't watch, but apparently he's really good on that show. Yeah, he's like one of the shining lights in this, and he's a shining light in this film as well. Very, very small screen time, but makes the use of it all. Yeah. And again, by the end of the movie, they don't know Billy is Shazam, even though in the comics they do now. Yeah, they only just found out. Mm -hmm. Which I like more and more young hero stories are dispensing with that, like in a modern technological age. How the hell could the parents not know their kid was a superhero? Exactly, yeah. Another great thing about this movie, too, all these young kid actors who do a really good job. The movie could have been really annoying if these kids weren't as good as they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like, with child actors, it's like a 50-50 whether they're going to be really good or really bad. And I think this film lucked out with all of them. It's shocking, too, because for most of these characters, they're brand new with only, like, at the time, one volume of material written about them. So the fact that they were able to make them feel so, uh, like, actually expanded upon is pretty cool. Yeah. This girl who plays Darla, especially, is walking a tightrope where it's like, you know, she's got to be sweet and she's got to be naive, but she can't be too annoying. And, you know, later she finds out the secret, and I really give the script credit for this. She, A, doesn't reveal it, and B, doesn't end up getting kidnapped. Yeah, that, that's actually a really interesting thing I didn't actually think of. Yeah, she doesn't become, or, or in, in saying that the whole family does end up getting uh, kind of kidnapped in a way, but yeah. It wasn't just I know what you. I know what you mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Because the second you see this character where it's like, oh, you're precious and we're all supposed to fall in love with you and you're going to get kidnapped at some point, we're all going to feel bad about it, but no, they don't do that. Mary, too, really good as well. They pay her extra time as they should because she is a beloved character in and of herself and they could very easily spin off into something if they wanted. I I would I would not be against that. They even say she's going away to college soon. I'm like, well, there you go. There's your Mary Marvel movie right there. What does she do at college? Yep. Mm. <laughs> Again, that kid, it, what's my shtick? Your shtick is you don't actually say anything for a huge chunk of the movie. <laughs> 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 
Freddy, another character who has undergone a lot of rather interesting redevelopment because of the new 52. He used to be Captain Marvel Jr. or Marvel Boy Jr. Now he's... They haven't given him a new name yet. Mary Marvel got to keep Mary Marvel. He got to keep Shazam, but none of the other kids have been given names yet. Yeah, I'm sure that'll probably be the next thing on Jeff Johns' list. Give, give them all names. Maybe now that he's finally done Doomsday Clock, he can finally uh, get in there. <laughs> and maybe they'll actually release the book on time. Oh, that won't be happening. Mm. So again, we set up nice and early that Freddy is indeed a fan of superheroes. And I love all the merch he has. And indeed, all the merch we'll see through the rest of the movie is shit you can buy on like the Warner Brothers DC.com shop. <laughs> Yeah, this this film is filled with, with self-promotion of stuff that you can yep. just buy on their websites. And I'm like, is that product placement? It's like, no, it makes it feel more uh, lived in, but it's also product placement. It's both. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good-ass product placement, especially, too, because all the logos are just the stuff from the new movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, they just went and got a whole heap of, like, actual movie merch and just put it in the set. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Freddy buying his bullets off those shady uh, Asian uh, Amazon pages that you see. <laughs> yeah, that somehow have, like, many, many in stock. 100% exclusive Superman bullet. Buy now for great justice. The best thing as well is that, like, all the, all, like, the, that sort of stuff, references and everything is really vague. Yes. Since this came out at the time where obviously Justice League Batman vs Superman failed and everything, we're sure. getting a getting a new Batman and whatnot, so you can easily just just change some stuff. We get the Superman thing, but that's a very small thing, and it's a very weird thing as well. Mm -hmm. You get Superman, but no, we can't show his face. <laughs> we're not contractually obligated to show it. Here's Henry Cavill's, uh, what is it, Hispanic counterpart, Henrico <laughs> Cavell, his non-union Mexican counterpart. <laughs> he will do all the same things that Henry will do. Oh, he's even got a tiger on his backpack, too. I missed that the first time. Oh, I did as well. Yeah. Man, this Blu-ray version, I'm seeing all sorts of shit I never saw before. <laughs> Man, this whole even, like, in middle school thing, they make you go through a metal detector. I have never had that in all of my Canadian schooling, and it always, like, takes me back for a minute. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. It, it's And again, this is, like, another thing where it's, like, sent for the Delphi and, and America, where, like, these kids, like, it's nothing for them. They're just, no. like, just, just going with it. Boy, it sure would be nice if there was a hero to come around and help us out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Philly having its own hero, that'd be nice. Hey, look, it's concept art for the movie. <laughs> you joke. But... Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, hey, this stuff is really good. We should put this in the movie somewhere. Hell, Mandalorian makes it part of their credit scene. Look at our awesome <laughs> concept art. I like this idea, too, where it's like, wow, it actually took the wizard this long to try and find Billy and someone that was pure of heart, and people just kept failing over and over again. Yeah, it makes you question, like, like was is there anyone else similar to, in, like, Savannah's way, where yeah. they, like, they, they became obsessed with it as right. well? 
Because that's like that leads into like even more villains that you could make. Absolutely, or people who have some kind of connection uh, to the magic realms. Hmm. It also helps make Billy special too, where it's like, yep, and all these other people failed for one reason or another. <laughs> You gotta say, too, how great it is for Mark Strong to basically get the ultimate cosmic do-over on being a DC villain when he was supposed to be Sinestro. It is. It's very true. Although he was pretty good as Sinestro, yeah, oh, that yeah. film wasn't wasn't good. He was the strongest part of it, probably. Wasn't doing him any favors. And also, too, people get to see his face in this role, which is nice. <laughs> the man was really born to play a villain, right? He has a kind of, uh, what is it? A kind of uncertainty about him, like you're just unsure being around him. Yeah, I, I yeah, I do know what you mean, but it, it's I still think it's a missed opportunity. You should have had him as Lex Luthor. Yeah, people are like, yeah, too obvious. Yeah, so. Yeah. Sometimes the obvious choices are the right ones. That's true. Occam's Razor: the simplest solution is often the right one. <laughs> Now, uh, I, I made this joke before all those years ago when we did, uh, did the Green Lantern thing that, you know, he made such a great Sinestro Mark Strong because he had that spooky tooth going on. Has he had the, I think he's had the spooky tooth fixed since then. I want to say yes. I haven't really been paid. I know what you mean, it's, and it's really prevalent in, um, uh, in that Sherlock Holmes movie he did. Yes. He got a case of the spooky tooth, which, again, that's like... Uh, cindy crawford's eye or that other actress's mole where it's like yeah i'm making enough money i could probably get rid of this because people keep ripping on me about it but also <laughs> it's kind of my signature so maybe i should keep it <laughs> yeah they put so much work into savannah and his plan there that he's actually been working on this since forever trying to recreate the exact uh, parameters that made him go to the magic world it's great. He's like this unhinged scientist. It's fantastic. Who's lived his whole life in pursuit of this thing that happened to him when he was a kid. That's some good villainous obsession. Also, this whole thing, too, about the sequence to open the door to another world and, you know, having adventures as kids. I don't know if you ever watched the second season of Digimon, Matt, but there's a villain in that who is very, very similar to Savannah, even his whole thing about fucking around with a sequence and a door and everything. I honestly can't remember that show. I, I, I do remember Digimon, but I can't remember that no. particular villain. He was like the uh, like one of the first major human villains they ever had, and this was his thing. Okay. Again, see, when it's scary, it's scary. They <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not a light death. That's a bad death. <laughs> and again, too, Johns is still writing stuff about how all this door stuff works and all the different realms, which kind of get name-dropped here. Or not name drop, but we see there are other doors to other places. Yeah, we see a bunch of them, which is really cool. Again, having Jeff Johns involved, he's planting the seeds for that stuff. Yeah, and people have the goal to say that like he's the one that ruined Justice League and all really? of that. Yeah, we have this film, which is just a love letter to the character. Yeah, but I didn't see this one, though, because there's no Batman in it. <laughs> there's no Snyder cut of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
also too, hey, wizard, your kind of sin's coming back to bite you too as well. Maybe you should have let the kid down <laughs> a little easier. Yeah, that's the, that's funny to think that this it all rests on on how the wizard treated him. Yeah, really. Yeah, we create our own villains sometimes. That's true. Give me the sparkly ball. I want the sparkly ball. <laughs> it all comes back to the sparkly balls. Always. And also, too, I'm sure Wizard Shazam is having a thing like, oh, god damn, it's happening again. You know, I chose wrong yet again. Just like how when we chose Black Adam, it all fucked up. <laughs> and ultimately, the, the power of choosing and choosing right is what they say both here and in the comics is Billy's greatest thing, his ability to read people and decide who should have the power as well. Because mm -hmm. really, choosing wrong is what doomed all of magic time and time again. <laughs> It's a spooky eye as opposed to a spooky tooth. Yeah, I like I like the idea that like they're they're all in the eye and like at any one time you can control them tr control one of them. It is nice, and is a cool visual effect like in the comic because that's really all Savannah mm -hmm. had going for him was the freaky eye. Yeah, the spooky sparkly eye. Mm -hmm. Which I could be yeah. wrong, but originally I think it was just like a monocle or some shit. Yeah, so. Yeah, I think it was. Because, again, this is a character from, like, the frickin' 30s and everything, and, you know, that was the most evil thing you could have as a monocle. The most evil article of clothing. Yes, that that's how you denote, like, because heroes can't have spooky eyes. No, they cannot. So he was a villain. Yep. Unlimited power! <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I couldn't play this role, because I would keep just emperoring it up, and they'd be like, please stop. <laughs> also, it's Fawcett Central because of Fawcett Comics. Yeah, that's great. So we're working that in as well, which is always good. You you mentioned it later, uh, Matt, or I think you mentioned in our original review. They, they go through so many silly names before they arrive at Shazam. It's a shame that they never bring up Captain Thunder as a possible name, because that was another name. Yeah, sequels, sequels. There you go. He, I could, I could see that. I could see that, like Billy wanting to be named that. Right, or the papers, uh, not Billy, the, uh, Freddy. Yeah, or the papers start calling him Captain Thunder. Mm -hmm. Which maybe that makes sense because maybe other people shouldn't know I'm Shazam. If they know I'm Shazam, that's like halfway to defeating me. <laughs> Freddy gives a hell of a performance in this movie, too, because it's like, hey, as he mentioned when we first met him, I am a crippled foster kid, but also don't feel too bad for me because I am the troublemaker and the ball buster and, like, the comedian of this movie, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you, you never want to feel sorry for him, but yeah, he's he's crippled, but can be kind of a dick. He can still kind of be a dick, which is like, you know what, that's that, that, that's real good writing there, where it's like, look, I, 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 I have multitudes inside me. <laughs> and again, so even though we've seen Billy, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> kind of act like, like a jerk up until now, 
you know, it's implied that he stole. You know, he's been, you know, really not giving his foster family the time of day, even though they've only been nice to him. But right here, when it counts, when they push a button of his, he actually steps on in and defends Freddy, even though he knows full well that he's going to get his ass kicked because of it. Yeah, he has that goodness that the, the wizard talked about. That innate pureness of heart. But again, pureness in heart doesn't mean that, you know, you're not a good guy 24-7. It's no. being a good guy when it counts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's obviously why the other people failed, is that they seemed nice and good, but when push came to shove, they weren't good in the moment. But here, Billy is actually good when it matters. Also, the whole magic train thing again, keeping it super Harry Potter. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, I, I never thought about that. Yeah, he takes the train to the Rock of Eternity, kind of like the train to Hogwarts, <laughs> only it's the American subway. <laughs> yeah, so it probably, like, smells like piss and is covered in, like, like homeless men feces. Man, you know, uh, the Hogwarts campus in the States really, really went downhill, man. <laughs> I like this. This is all, this is all very, like, horror-esque. Mm very midnight meat train if anyone remembers that movie yeah vinnie jones is gonna come out and kill you and then eat you oh no vinnie jones will be the villain in the next shazam movie <laughs> he also gets a do-over on bad marvel villains actually no way i just thought dc he was actually uh what is it? Uh, he was an arrow. Yes, he was. I was going to say Bricktop, but no, that's not him. Yeah, I, I can't remember who he was, an arrow. He was Brick, but he was clearly just playing Bricktop from Snatch. <laughs> Ticket, please. See, that's how you know this is a magical fantasy. No one asked him for his ticket yet. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got a free ride to some weird place. Mm -hmm. That never happens. Mm -hmm, never. <laughs> what does this weirdo want? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and he looks at the map. Mm, no, <laughs> this ain't on here. <laughs> Bay Street, Main Street, Magical Rock of Eternity realm. <laughs> oh, you see, you stayed on too long. You want to go down that road right there. That'll get you where you're going. Oh, and Mr. Mine is gone. Oh, no. Again, if you're just watching the movie and you know nothing about the Shazam Captain Marvel history, that'll mean nothing for you, but every fan in the audience is like, ooh. Billy, I'm old as fuck, Billy, and I'm super tired. <laughs> you, need, you need to take this shit, Billy. I am so done with this, Billy. I want, I want to go to the retirement home in, in the uh, the farm. <laughs> yeah, really, the old wizard's home. <laughs> where I can hang out, it'll be me and Dumbledore <laughs> and all the old wizards. Huh. <laughs> oh. And that he's just so certain that this guy's just some sort of crazy train hobo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got off on, like, some random stop in the subway that's... This is, like, some 
hobo like camp village. <laughs> oh no, he's sharing his hobo hobo fucking marijuana. <laughs> I'm getting a contact hive. Yeah, making him see shit. Hey, that one uh, vision looks a lot like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Do you think that's gonna matter? <laughs> eh, probably not. We'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> Isn't it so weird that they cast Black Adam like forever before they actually got the Shazam movie rolling? It was, it was like, I want to say it was like 10 years ago that they cast it. Like it was a long time ago. Feels like forever ago. I think that is the perfect like encapsulation of the trouble that Warner Brothers and DC have had in making their movies. Okay, we've cast our Black Adam. Are you making a Shazam movie yet? We don't know but we've cast our Black Adam. We know we want to do something with it. We just don't know what. And it it, it kind of puts a pressure on that movie because, like, they cast him a long time ago. He, he stayed with the role because think of, like, all the people that have been cast in a role only to be, like, oh, yeah. to, like, move on even after, like, six months. Oh, for sure. And, and he stayed on. He says the movie's going to be good. The movie better be good. Yeah, for all this time, yeah. <laughs> Touch my staff, boy. Just touch this stranger's staff. <laughs> touch my phallic staff. There's nothing weird about it. <laughs> I can see. That's the thing. We're going to cut back to like the real world, and it's going to be like some hobos trying to like assault him. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, come on, I can't touch your staff. We just met. <laughs> Again, and, and, and I like this playfulness, too, that, like, yeah, when you hear Shazam for the first time, it sounds silly. You should get a little laugh in. <laughs> Heck, if this thing was really self-aware, it's like, wasn't that that Shaquille O'Neal movie? No, that was Kazam. It's completely different. Yeah, they never actually make a joke about that. No. Like, it's such a, such a like like obvious one maybe that's probably why they didn't make it yeah but those are just the greek gods what about the roman gods shut up about the roman gods <laughs> it only works with these gods and also with the egyptian gods when we stretched a little yeah, and if you ever read that king shazam it even includes kryptonian gods yeah Zachary Levy, a, a person I did not pick for Shazam. Never in a million years, but I think he really does manage to capture that kind of Tom Hanks in bigness, the I am an adult yeah. playing a child playing an adult. Yeah, which helps because he's like that in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when they cast him originally, I'm like, the guy from Chuck, nah, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> hey Matt, it's us every time we see a new costume. <laughs> it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, look how bright that costume is. I know, isn't it beautiful? And how comic accurate it is, too. It has a hood, too. He doesn't wear it all the time, but it has a hood on it like the new comic one does. Yeah. Hey, 
hey, look at these side characters actually doing things and trying to help. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we all been here. All right, time to destroy the evidence of a bad test. <laughs> what they don't know can't hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> but why, Pedro? Why are you failing math? He's all about the gains, that's I, why. I guess so. He can't subtract. That's his problem. He can only add. <laughs> to get swole is his goal. And this is also where the movie really excels to a real exploration of what would happen if little kids were able to have superpowers for a bit. Naturally, <laughs> shenanigans would ensue, and indeed they do for the whole second act of the movie. Yeah, really funny shen shenanigans. I, I'm kind of glad it didn't go into that, like... Well, I guess it kind of touches onto that, in that, like, dark realms, like, oh yeah, a kid with all this power, this could, this could end very badly. But again, as we've shown, Billy is pure of heart, so it's all good. Like, the worst yeah. thing they do is they drink some beers, and even after that, they're like, this isn't fun. Yeah, they immediately spit, spit it out. And they tip their dancers, so, you know, that's good pure of heart stuff right there. Always tip your dancers. <laughs> Man, I was so disappointed to find out that that strip club doesn't actually exist in Philadelphia. <laughs> I like that's such bullshit. I am opening that right now. Kickstarter, everyone give me some money. We're going to open the booty trap for real in Philadelphia. Because <laughs> that's just such a missed opportunity. If that club was real, they'd be like, hey, come on. You know, we're having Shazam Thursday superhero themed night. Come on, everyone, come on down. Yeah, kids enter free. Yeah, <laughs> but only through <laughs> magical portals. <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's a funny joke. I don't know how to pee in this thing, because chances are they probably don't when they put them on. <laughs> oh, they've got, like, a inbuilt bladder. Oh, like an astronaut. Just believe you could fly. That's yeah, all powered by belief, man. It's all Wizard of Oz. Just tap your red shoes together. <laughs> Again, playing in a dirty alley and everything. No adult supervision. No cops coming by. It's fine. Yeah, there's a homeless man jacking off behind that dumpster. It's fine. <laughs> it's <good laughs> Just don't look him in the eye. Yeah, it's good, clean, wholesome family fun for everybody. <laughs> but again... That's what it lends to this movie, personality. Yeah. Real personality. Like, I would say Philadelphia here has way more personality than the little we see of Gotham in those Yeah, other Gotham or Metropolis or any of those places, yeah. What did we see of Gotham anyway in those movies? Like, rooftops, <laughs> that was about it. Oh, yeah, the start of Justice League. I completely forgot about that. I think we also see him, like, break up a human trafficking operation. But again, mostly just rooftops. <laughs> oh, 
lightning fingers. <laughs> yeah, why wouldn't I think that I have a lightning bolt on my chest? Why wouldn't I think I could shoot lightning? <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking around, just Beavis and Buttheading it with powers. I I I would love like a like kind of a pick up on this joke with them like doing that on like a jungle gym and they see like the next day the kids going on it and like their hairs all sticking <laughs> up like when you touch one of those balls yeah, and yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> also, the toughness of Philadelphians. This lady already stopped her own mugging before they even got involved. <laughs> and then thinks he's some weird pervert. Yeah. You're getting off on this, aren't you, right now? Which you never see this reaction to when people see a superhero for the first time. The look, I want no part of this. This can only end poorly. <laughs> I've always wondered the, uh, like, working actors who go in to read for those parts. Yes, I want to be, you know, skeezy mugger number one. <laughs> Hey, Mom, Dad, I got the part of skeezy mugger number one in Shazam. Oh, yeah, I get pepper sprayed and beaten up. It's great. Yeah, all those people who play, like, like racists or oh, sexual yeah. predators and stuff on, like, like Law and Order. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, what is it? That guy, uh, Robin Lord Taylor, who played Penguin in Gotham. I remember listening to an interview with him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I played, like, four different rape victims in that show. It's like, really? Yeah, yeah, I was like a rape victim a couple times, and then I was a suspected rapist one time. Yeah, I turned the tables on, on that, that one. one. <laughs> and then I went back in old episodes, and I'm like, yep, that's him. That's totally him. <laughs> that show paying a lot of character actors a rent for a long time. <laughs> what are we going to do with this 73 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> the way that only a child says your finest beer <laughs> man the casting director on this one had a lot of fun clearly casting uh punkish alterna girls because we see the one girl with the nose ring in the savannah experiment then we see this girl working here i respect your choice sir <laughs> or madam i don't know who did the casting on this <laughs> I am the fake ID. <laughs> oh, I love this robbery. It's really good. This was all over the trailers, and you can see why. Because this this is the elevator pitch for the movie right here. It's Shazam, but it's a comedy. <laughs> and the idea, too, that he has no idea that a bullet wouldn't kill him. So he yeah, and, he, and he, he still does it anyway. Like, again, that's like some real darkness there. Where it's like, no, he didn't know he wasn't going to die. <laughs> and then now that he does, he just wants to be shot over and over again. Yeah, keep it up. Man, uh, here's the thing. You and I, as YouTubers, I'm sure this affected us. Uh, Freddie... Uh, becomes a bit of a YouTube sensation uploading all these videos of Shazam, yet he didn't clearly turn on monetization. <laughs> or hold the camera in ver in a uh, uh -huh. horizontal uh -huh. landscape. Uh -huh. 
He's are... doing it like how animals do it. Yeah, those are the things that drive us crazy. No, turn on monetization. <laughs> no, you gotta. Fi you're not tagging your. Vi Why aren't you tagging your videos, Freddy? <laughs> the, the the meta will be moving on. The algorithm will not be on your side. <laughs> Again, this reaction here is the best part. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Everyone's first time drinking a beer. Uh, people drink this for fun. Also, we get to see, too, all the snack companies who are cool with this. Clearly, the Frito-Lay company was super on board with this because they got Fritos. I think they got the crunchy kind of Cheetos, not the soft kind of Cheetos. Where where do you stand, Matt, on the great Cheeto debate? Crunchy or soft? Hmm. I don't, I'm, I'm not too sure. I'm not really a Cheetos guy. I, I do like the, the what, what are the flaming Hot Ones? Are they soft or or, crunch or hard? Uh, they're the harder ones, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like those ones. Definitely, yeah. If I reach for one, that's the one I'll reach for too. Yeah, I've been there where they're sitting. Actually, my hotel's like a couple blocks over. I could actually see that from my hotel where they're sitting. <laughs> That's not the Rocky Steps, is it? Uh, it's next to that. Like, if you go down from the stairs, the uh, Rocky statue is there. They they couldn't afford to shoot at the Rocky statue. No, I guess. I kept meaning to go to the Rocky statue, but I couldn't get away. And as I mentioned before, Philadelphia, harsh town, and everything in my hotel... From the army of private security to the fact that they had, like, a bank and a Starbucks and a bunch of restaurants inside the hotel seemed to be them saying, Welcome to Philadelphia. Please do not go out in Philadelphia. <laughs> Everything you want is here. Do not leave. Please do it's not the leave. It's the purge out there. Yeah, we cannot protect you. There are roaming Danny DeVitos. We cannot help you. <laughs> yeah, you'll be accosted by, by Sylvester Stallone who wants to write a new script about Rambo. Yeah, really. Ooh, I call it less blood because the first one was first blood. Oh, really? That's really that's really on the yeah. nose, don't you think, Stallone? Yeah, but then I set up that it might be a sequel in a TV series. <sighs> Why didn't you quit when you were ahead? The last one was actually pretty good. I <laughs> know, oh, I just can't <laughs> stop. At least if you're going to do it, do the, uh, what is it, the Creed equivalent to uh, Rambo, where, you know, you become the Colonel Trapman, but... You want to buy my skull pens? Uh, only if your mom will read my ass, because she's an ass psychic. Okay. <laughs> no, really, though, Stallone's mother is like a psychic who uh, excels, apparently, in reading people's ass cheeks the same way people read palms. I wish I could make that shit up, but I'm not. Google. Let's be honest, she just wants to feel up people's asses. Which, I mean, hey, more power to you, lady. You know, you, you live your truth. <laughs> <laughs> Betty by definitely a thing you say when you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, uh, uh, what is it, gift box things that they send to me every so often to try and butter me up actually sent me a Pop Funko of the superhero version of Darlin, it was actually signed by the actress, so that's a piece of movie memorabilia I actually own. Oh, that's cool. Was it actually signed by the uh, by the actress, or was it one of those um, auto-pen auto thingies? It, yeah. it looked legit because it actually came with a, uh, whatchamacallit, a certificate of authenticity, but you're right, you can never tell. Yeah, get Mark Ham Hamill to tell you. He'll, he knows. That's right, he does. Thanks, Mark. 
Mikey's on top of that shit. <clears throat> I, I take it you got people over already for the holiday season there, Matt? Oh, I do. That's yeah, it. I absolutely like a full do. House. People, people forget Matt and I are on completely different time zones, so it's like 1030 at night where I am. Yeah, and it's like, was it, yeah, it's like one thirty in the afternoon for me. Yeah. I'm going to be doing this, and then I'm going to be going to bed. I got to get my shit together. Because, uh, again, if you're listening to this, it's probably already Christmas Day. I'm, I'm being smart this year and getting all my shit done on the Tuesday beforehand. I'm meeting with everyone. I think that's how I'm going to try and do it. Oh, I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> I am so goddamn stressed. I've been doing... I've done more this Christmas than I have any other Christmas. Because <laughs> both my parents are hurt. My mom's got a gallbladder thing, and my dad's got bulging discs uh, in his neck. So it's like, look, if you want Christmas, you got to handle it. <laughs> so don't be shocked if I just sleep until New Year once all of this is done. <laughs> Eat your goddamn figgy puddings, everyone. I'm done. Joel must sleep till Ragnarok. <laughs> so yeah, Here we go, like, one of the more, more terrifying scenes of the film. Definitely. Like, this is, I remember watching this in the theater, and there was small children. I'm like, well, did they go a little too far here? But, like, not like how Batman v Superman is like, like, oh, is this too dark for children? But, no, this is like, an, oh, you actually did a really scary scene. Yeah, it's like proper scary, and it's it's not like 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 if Batman v Superman, where it's gritty scary. It's, it's not trying to be edgy; it's actually being yeah. scary in its earnestness. Yeah, and again, that comes from horror horror director. Oh yeah, this you can tell. This is where he's doing his horror muscle. It's the sound effect that does. It. It's the sound effect. It's the rag doll. It's all of that working together to make you go like, "Oh shit, did that just happen?" But it's okay, he put a little joke on it. Eh, it looked not so good. <laughs> Get it? Because eight ball. <laughs> and again, too, you know, this plays with your perception as an audience member. It's like, okay, sure, he killed his brother and is threatening his father, but, but they were bad. Okay, maybe he's going a little too far in a couple places. <laughs> Yeah, he's gone a little, little bit too far. They, 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 they were wrong in what they did, but, but still. This too also playing into the idea where, you know, Billy is so obsessed with finding the family who abandoned him all those years ago. Savannah knew his family, was clearly still in touch with him, and they still totally sucked. Maybe Savannah would actually have been better if he never knew his father and brother. Yep. Savannah also missing a mother, too, who they never explain if she's dead, if, you know, his dad just divorced her, or what the deal is. And I think that's interesting that uh, he doesn't have a mother and Billy is trying to find his mother. Yeah, well, it, that's the thing. Like, it, it could have been something they brought up. Like, he gets the power back. Like, they mentioned his mother died or something and he was, like, like really attached to her or something and, like, gets the power and he could bring her back and everything and they could they could could have done something like that where he gets his mother but where yeah. billy doesn't and whatnot but they never do that which i kind of respect them for not doing yeah i kept expecting them to broach that subject too like maybe the reason he really wanted the magic powers like you said so he could like resurrect his mother or put something that went wrong in his life right but yeah they don't go there and i think the movie's stronger because of it <laughs> 
And the fact that even still, he's just thinking, do you want money? Do you want monetary things? I can't understand how I hurt your feelings. <laughs> yeah, he even says, all this material you've accumulated. Yeah, it's a greed. Also, the movie does a smart thing with counting, too, where you only see six of the sins for the longest time, and I never even counted that out until later, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no. holy shit, it's only six. Yeah, and there's a reason for that as mm. well. Yeah, that they bring up at the end. Yeah, I think I think it might have been the director, because he, he's, he's, like, always active on Twitter. He said... I think he, I think it might have been him or someone pointed it out to him. But like one of the things he didn't particularly like about the Seven Deadly Sins is they were, they're all kind of the same color and yeah. they were hard to like distinguish. Like they're all like that grayish green. Yeah. Like all their designs look really great, but they could have done with like some extra color in each of them. Because in the comics, they are actually color coded for your convenience. They're basically a Power Ranger team. Yeah. And again, later when we see the Shazam family, they too are equally color-coded. Yeah, well, maybe that that was why it wasn't done, whereas, like, the Shazam family are color-coded because, like, color is, like, yeah. like, like, heroic and everything, whereas, like, these guys are evil, they're devoid of, like, happiness and color and whatnot. Yeah, even, yeah. Uh, even Savannah himself, his costume is all basically dark tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Savannah Industries, <laughs> we focus on family. <laughs> See, again, you can have like a dark, horrifying scene. Just be sure to cut through with a little joke at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, here, time for the bullies to get their cyber truck fucked with. No more truck for you. Bullies who look too old to be at school. They really, really do. This is some like bulk and skull stuff. Lizzie, but you're already driving in middle school, though. How old are you? <laughs> I love this. Yeah. Some Again, people... this is like like Billy kind of abusing his powers. Yeah. Some would call this a petty use of power. I call it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, it's fine, because they literally attempted to murder Freddy before. That's very true. This is the, 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 this is meeting force with equal force. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not saying it's not justified. <laughs> it's literally the, okay, if you can't play nice with your toy, I'll take it away. Oh, this is great, too, that you gotta pretend to be our father with a big comedy trench coat. <laughs> All he's missing is the fedora and glasses, and he could be an undercover Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> Again, too, the idea of having security guards in your school throws me for a loop living in Canada. I lived my whole life with never having yeah. that. Yeah, and again, they're just like, it's just a thing for them. Just a part of life. You have a face, Freddy, that makes it look like you're scheming all the time. <laughs> like, they even make fun of this the guard's name, Moran. Yeah. Now, my school did have that. You had to have an adult there if you wanted to sign out at any point. Oh, mine didn't. I could sign out whenever I wanted. Really? Yeah. Ours... Okay, you had to have an adult until you were 18, then you could sign yourself out legally. <laughs> 
Which, again, because I had a summer birthday, I never got to take advantage of that, unfortunately. <laughs> now this one actually sucks. <laughs> I love how no one questions him. He's just this big guy in a coat. <laughs> hey, you look like that guy from Chuck. No, I'm not. <laughs> also, my children don't look alike. Don't, don't question. One could be adopted. You don't know. Uh, now, right here, we got our Queen song, which I swear they probably spent the entire song budget here on this one song. Because you don't really hear any other, like, music in the rest of the movie. No, you don't. Again, you get a couple bars of Cherry Pie and a couple bars of another one, but I really, truly believe they spent the entire song budget just on this one song. <laughs> didn't they have Run the Jewels in the trailer, too, but they didn't have it in the movie? Yeah, yeah. That always surprises me when you hear a song in the trailer, but not in the movie. And what a nice take on a superhero training montage. He's not doing it to fight crime. He's just doing it to screw around. Yeah, for, for YouTube hits. Yeah. Got to do it for the content, Matt. Everything is content. Again, again, it's like, it's, it's a really interesting, like, I guess, like, ev evolution or yeah. evolution of it. Because, like, like, you look back at, like, Spider-Man, where, like, you have Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker, like, learning his his uh his skills and everything across the rooftops then you got like only a few years ago you got kick-ass yeah. kind of doing the same thing and then and it's transitioned into this where like we'll do it but we can, we'll do it so that we'll get famous mm -hmm. in doing it i'm pretty sure too i still have the same uh what is it a uh, portable tripod that freddie is using as well <laughs> i think everyone's got one of them uh. That's clearly like an Amazon, like uh, the first hit you get when you order it off Amazon. Isn't he monetizing him? I know. Come on, you gotta get, you gotta use better tag, man. You gotta be tr chasing yeah. them trends, damn it. He was. He didn't have thumbnails either. No, this is giving me anxiety. You need a whole street team, man. <laughs> Just straight up Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. I find it funny that like this could have easily been like, like a Samsung Galaxy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, like joke. That's probably what it was. Originally, does does, does WB own Samsung or vice versa or? Quite possibly. I don't know. <laughs> also, clearly, Dr Pepper is the official soda of Shazam because he was shooting at a, what is it, a cherry Dr. Pepper later, and now he's getting all these Dr. Peppers out of the machine. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with some good product placement. I could go for a Dr. Pepper. Ah, <laughs> uh, going to a strip club during the day. Yeah, hey, free hot wings. Yeah, I mean, some sometimes they have really good food. <laughs> <laughs> I need more singles. Always more singles. And always tip your waitresses. That's how you know he's pure of heart. They're just trying to work their way through college. Also, too, of course, Billy Maine's, uh, what is it, the Thunder God in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Raiden. Yeah. This, this implying, too, that they actually, uh, what is it, got all this stuff and their foster parents didn't know or notice. <laughs> 
That's a scene I feel is missing. Hey, you guys are getting a lot of stuff recently. Uh, summer jobs. <laughs> but it's the school season. Uh. I like this. They need a lair. Another bit, too, of how pure of heart, uh, what is it actually, Freddy is in this scenario, where he's like, yeah, well, we need seven bedrooms, to which uh, Billy says, what, am I going into the foster parent business, too? The fact that Freddy, in his mind, when it's like, yeah, well, you become a superhero, you make money, you become successful, and then you bring your foster brothers and sisters along with you. And I'm like, oh, that's actually very sweet of him. <laughs> yeah. That he was actually thinking of other people, where here Billy actually wasn't seeing. Again, Freddy's got layers and multitudes, too. <laughs> But then they go the other way, too, where it's like, uh, you know, our, our, our whole uh, dynamic is I want more credit than what I'm getting. I want to be more than just the guy in the chair, which I guess by the end of the movie, he actually is, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that bully wearing a Henley shirt with all the buttons undone. Fuck you. <laughs> That's how I know you. You got to do up at least some of those. I don't think they're buttons. I think they're like, like lace holes oh. oh he removed the lace because oh. people were making fun of him <laughs> what are you a victorian duke <laughs> get out of here man power rangers has warped my brain so badly i can't see uh two or more high school bullies without instantly hearing whenever they show up I'm still, like, surprised that, like, like nowadays we still get these type of bullies in no, film. It feels a bit like an anachronism, doesn't it? Like, any bully nowadays, no, I'm not going to threaten to beat you up. I'm going to, like, write bad shit on your Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk shit about you on Twitter or something. Yeah, I'm going to tell you to kill yourself on Instagram through my several sock puppet accounts. <laughs> <laughs> That'll learn you. I will downvote this video. <laughs> but I do like it. It's the, we're, at, we're at about the halfway mark now. And, um, yeah, as you were saying before, Freddy's becoming a bit bit jaded by mm. by Billy having all the power and him not really getting any any credit for anything. It's, it's also, too, it's this idea that, you know, Freddy finally has a friend for the first time ever in Billy, which you can tell is a really important thing to him. But also... With Shazam and getting to hang out with him, it's also kind of like he has a father for the first time ever, because here's mm -hmm. like an older dude who he does fun stuff with and everything. And I didn't catch that my first time through, but I'm like, oh, no, through Shazam, he's actually having like a surrogate father. And with Billy kind of pushing him away, he feels like he's being abandoned all over again. Yeah. Which I'm like, ah, that's, that's pretty deep, and I didn't catch that the first time. Movie's got layers, and it it does. It, you don't pick up on them straight away because it doesn't doesn't pretentiously broadcast them. No, no, it actually, yeah, like you said, it has layers and actually stands up to rewatches, which is nice. Also, too, the whole uh, hands in the middle thing, this kind of non-denominational prayer that the family does, that actually comes back in a big way later. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Solid foreshadowing. I don't know what that yellow drink is, but that's some good-looking yellow drink. <laughs> I could go for some yellow drink right about now. 
I'm always fascinated by movie food because it depends on like how long those scenes go for. They probably had to keep eating whatever that movie food was over and over again. Yes, that was cold. Yeah, really. If it was even food to begin with, where it's like, what is it? A little plasticine, you know. Little <laughs> little little food dye. bus there named after denny o'neill yeah i was gonna say is that is there an actual denny's bus line in uh philadelphia or is that just a straight up comic reference it was a bit too like in frame so i imagine it was comic reference it had to be something yeah because uh captain marvel he's graded by uh cc back and otto binder binder who did a lot of supergirl work as well mm-hmm yeah, Mary, who actually gets her own little side plot right here because, you know, she's leaving the family, but she doesn't know if she wants to leave yet. Maybe she wants to stay in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, she gets some really great, like, character development. Mm-hmm. Which, again, too... Uh, again, when... and again, and again, the movie didn't have to do that. No, it really didn't, but they know where it's like, look, you know, Mary Marvel is a character people love and has a bunch of stories unto herself. So much to the point... They don't question later when they all get costumes that look like uh, Shazam's, except for her. She gets her own unique costume. <laughs> it's like, why, though? Well, because that's what it looked like in the comics. <laughs> and also, too, Billy, in a complicated way, putting his own issues on her. Yeah, a little bit. Even though that's so totally not how she feels, but by talking to her is how he gets it out to himself. <laughs> funny, too, uh, what is it, in the comics when they actually stepped back a little bit, and I wish they would have kept doing this, but in the first issue of uh, Johns's new run... They did, like, a little backup story origin for Mary Marvel, basically, like, a new one for the New 52 and how she came to live uh, with Victor and them. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it was really sweet and really sad because, you know, we get to see the family she came from and how horrible they were and how she, inst uh, she interestingly enough, runs away on Christmas and gets found by, like, a friendly dude dressed as Santa, ironically, in a red suit and gets uh, taken to go live with the foster family. And I'm like, man, I wish they would have kept doing that because I would have actually liked little background stories on all the other kids and what kind of environments they left. Hey, maybe we might get some. Yeah, here's hoping. Oh, Freddy. Shouldn't have talked so much shit. Mm -hmm. what, what classic uh, high school shenanigans is this? Oh, man. And then I told two girls I was going to go with them to the dance on the same night. Isn't that, wasn't that always someone at like your school who was oh, like yeah. this? It was like, oh yeah, I know this older guy with a cool car or something. He's yeah. going to come by and pick me up or something. My uncle works at Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know if you saw there, but the bully guy too in the leather jacket. Now he did his shirt off all the way, every single button, which is also pissing. What is up with your neck, man? <laughs> Oh, hey, again, another Rocky reference. We get a couple bars of Eye of the Tiger, but we can't pay for the whole song, so... <laughs> Better kick that shit over now. 
I love that he's busking. Yeah, really. <laughs> he's got, he's got this power and it's like, the, the, because he's got the mind of a child, the only thing he can think of is just the busk. <laughs> yeah, you are a magical god. And clearly we saw them rob a cash machine earlier, but I like that even like just off screen, they're like, no, nah, that's wrong. We probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> that's that, that was like legit breaking a law. We really shouldn't do that. <laughs> I just want to see, like, on the news, like, like the, the security camera caught him, and it's, like, shitty, like, 12 frames a second yeah, 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 of them, yeah. like, like, like running away from the scene. Also, too, the first time Shazam has to actually step in and save the day and do the first genuinely heroic thing he's done, it's fixing a mistake that he himself had made. Yeah, making mistakes... <laughs> I, I, again, this is this like hilarious. You got this hero who's who's who who's essentially a kid yeah. who 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 will like make up for his mistakes, and then you get you get fucking in the same universe as Superman. You don't, you can't. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, Shazam cool. is the total anti-Superman in this. It's it's great too because once again it sticks to the thing I was saying about how Billy always does the right thing when it matters most and right here he doesn't run he doesn't try and make excuses he's like oh god i have to actually save these people now and this is totally my fault <laughs> they're fine they're fine yeah and again like he doesn't know like really what he can do no, so he just goes, gets a mattress. <laughs> not the soiled mattress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a properly soiled mattress. Very soiled. That is like a level <laughs> 10 soilage right there. <laughs> I always knew this is how I was going to die on a bus. <laughs> In Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Just like the Romany fortune teller told me. <laughs> And even then, when he say he just barely saves it, but he does it. <laughs> even he's surprised he did it. <laughs> it can't put it down because it's the homeless dog. <laughs> Very well behaved dog too. Dog actor. <laughs> That always amazes me, too, in movies where it's like, okay, well, we got to get a dog actor who will listen to commands, but we got to mangy them up a little bit with makeup. The dog needs makeup <laughs> so it can play this part. <laughs> Do animal actors have the same uh, protections that child actors have? They can only work a certain amount of time. Yes, then they need belly rubs. Don't, don't leave them alone with the executives. No, also don't do that. <laughs> That's the thing we have yet to hear of all, all the dogs that were molested by movie executives. By Harvey Weinstein. We only know half the story. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, Harvey Weinstein, and I never thought that this would be a conversation. <laughs> Did you see FX has, like, dumped a bunch of money uh, into, like, a big, uh, like, darker, edgier but also kind of cool-looking version of A Christmas Carol for this year. It is. I actually watched it before we started oh, this. Oh, shit. I was going to watch it when we were done. It looks pretty fucking dope, actually. Guy Pierce is in it. It's, it's pretty good, yeah. I like on top of everything else, it's like, how do we make uh, Ebenezer Scrooge more evil? I don't know. What if he was also kind of like Harvey Weinstein and a bit of a sleaze on top of everything else? 
Yeah, yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> well, hot damn, I'm going to be in for some good watching later. <laughs> Normally I was just going to watch the Patrick Stewart version, but I'm like, yo, big, expensive, darker, and edgier version, sign me the fuck up. Yeah, and Andy Serkis is the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, hell yeah. But he isn't CGI'd either. Oh, interesting. <laughs> he's just he's just Andy Serkis in a beard. Oh. Huh. I love this too, Savannah just flying in like a Dragon Ball <laughs> character from off screen. <laughs> Hello, I'll be your supervillain for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I love it. He talk, he, I love how he talks to him like he like he expects Shazam to know who he is and what yeah. he is. Again, you see, Savannah lacks the genre savvy. He came in from a totally different, less self-aware movie. <laughs> Yeah, as well as like he he's under the impression that like the chosen one is like an adult, yeah, not a kid. And the fact that he figures that out slowly is also really goddamn funny. My my arch nemesis is a fucking child. Which uh, they actually did that on a uh, Harley Quinn this week when she was trying to get an arch nemesis, and she's like, "No self-respecting villain has a child." Uh, as an arch nemesis, at least Destro goes out of his way to fuck with teens. <laughs> and I didn't think about it. I'm like, wait, actually, yeah, Savannah, his arch nemesis is literally a child. <laughs> Although I guess she's an older child. Yeah, that's gonna be like hard on like the whole self-esteem as well. Like I'm constantly beaten by a child. And sometimes multiple kids at once. I'm literally a Scooby-Doo villain. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for these damn meddling kids. Because <laughs> I am. Yes, yes, I do. Which I think is why Shazam is so good in the movies, too, and works so well dramatically as a character, because he is a kid, and you'll always fear for him more in getting in over his head. Yeah. We haven't talked about it yet, but, like, this movie, like, the special effects on it are really good. Yeah, yeah. And the movie only had a budget of, I think, $100 million, No, like, you... I which guess, is which is very small for, for, for like, a big-budget film. Big tent like this. Yeah, and you yeah. rarely see the strings. I think this is just, like, a good, strong script where they knew uh, where to spend their money. Especially that big fight scene at the end, you know, that looks like they spared no expense there. Mm -hmm. But of course, I mean, it helps too that like the first two thirds of the movie is just them fucking around and not really uh, spending much money. Yeah, this is like the 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 closest we've gotten to like the big superhero stuff. Yes, definitely. I know we're fighting, but I literally need your help now. <laughs> See, again, everyone, Christmas movie. We were justified in doing this. <laughs> Santa actually steals the show by the end of this movie, honestly. <laughs> uh, Santa's acting on Santa Lee is my favorite. Would have been better if it was Billy Bob Thornton's uh, Santa Claus. Y you beat me to it. He was casing this mall in Philadelphia <laughs> just as all of this happened. 
<laughs> Man, speaking of Bad Santa, did you ever see Bad Santa 2? I did. It's not terrible. Obviously, it's not as good as the first one, but it's actually, like, in some regards, they genuinely tried, which never happens with, like, comedy sequels. Yeah, it happened, like, a long time after the fact it as did. well. Ooh, see how many DC uh, things uh, we can point out here. <laughs> that Batman he throws is voiced by Kevin Conroy. <laughs> Man, what a what a funny alternate universe this is, where only DC toys for Christmas uh, exist and nothing owned by Disney. <laughs> yes, this is one of those weird pop-up shops. Yeah. Oh, hey, again, if you if you didn't know that Big was a huge uh, inspiration to this movie, we just did the whole uh, piano scene. I love the I love the the audio cue there, like where he taps on the thing and then you hear like like out of key key noises mm -hmm. and then you see savannah running i thought that was pretty funny it is it's, there's a lot of really solid gags here i wonder is this a real mall in philadelphia is this that one the the uh oh it's always sunny gang oh. always try to get to to go see oh. thunder gun actually i think it is because uh what is it uh when uh she was pretending to be in the wheelchair actually i think they were actually going through this mall i think it might be <laughs> yeah holy shit <laughs> yes man that for shazam too they need to get some always sunny cameos in the background is what they need they don't have to be playing <laughs> their characters but they just got to get those actors there Have Matt come in as, like, the seventh champion. That's what they need. Oh, well, Matt can be his father. He can be CC Bennett. Yeah. Actually, He's gonna be Fat Mac. Actually, he kind of looks like his dad in the comics, honestly. That's not terrible <laughs> casting. <laughs> and again, we, we know that he had, like, a, had like a rough past, that he might have been a criminal or something. There you go. Yeah, you know, me and these people, we ran a bar together for a little bit. I abandoned my son. <laughs> 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 Savannah too being a really competent villain where it's like you're gonna tell me oh you you can't read my mind you can't use your super villain juju no I don't need to <laughs> I'm not an idiot <laughs> and again like Billy like when faced with an actual adversity he kind of like cowardly runs away. He clams up, yeah. Which is, again, very much in his character, as we've seen. He's ran away from all those foster homes because, you know, he can't be loved. He can't be known. Whenever, you know, he this shit gets too real for him, he runs away. Mm -hmm. Except for the last time when he ends up running back. Yeah. Which, again, that's good writing. This this is good uh, concerned parents uh, fighting too. Where it's like we're not mad, we're just very disappointed. Oh, it hurts more. <laughs> Your disappointment hurts me more. Why can't you just be mad at me? Also, too, how smart are the side characters? They figure it out on their own. <laughs> That is exactly how they were fighting, too, like an old married couple. But what? I love it. They just, like, kind of work it out. 
Yeah. Again, that's good writing for side characters. You never get that. <laughs> and how happy Darla is that they finally figured it out. <laughs> Again, finding this moment, too, to work in the mom stuff. I, I wouldn't expect it to be right here, but they kind of put it in at the perfect time, too. Yeah. Which lead, I, I I honestly do think the resolution with the mom was the thing that pushed this movie over the top for me from just being like, oh, that was pretty good to know. This is genuinely pretty great the way they uh, finish off that story. Yeah, again, like, it's something quite... Um, you don't get in this genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, did, I, I fully expected him to find his mom and, like, his mom to, like, accept him. Yeah. And yeah, the movie just like kind of turns that on his head. Because that's great. Because that's the way movies like this usually work. It's the idea that you know you get the power, you make the rules, you know, good stuff happens to you when you're a superhero. But that extra gut punch of like, oh, your mom is totally alive, but she wants nothing to do with you, makes it sting that much more. And is another situation where Billy can't run away from it, so instead he has to run back to these people who actually did love and care about him, and that's his arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dad's in prison just like he is in the comics currently, or was until the new arc began. So, yeah, I wonder if he'll show up much in the same way he did. Yeah. That, that feels very much like an end of second movie stinger, like they're all hanging out and he shows up, and it's like, hi, my name's CC Batson. <laughs> and it's Mac. Yeah, and it's Mac. <laughs> there you go. That's how it works. Look, son, I want to take you away from here, back to the bar I own with my friends. <laughs> A little troll man funds our exploits. It's great. Also, geez, it's a good thing uh, foster mom and dad ran away when they did before shit got real. <laughs> so they don't have to explain anything. <laughs> Hello, super villain. <laughs> of course, Dala just answers the door. Yeah, naturally. <laughs> Pro probably the nastiest swear we got in this so far, him calling the place a shithole. <laughs> That's the one swear word you get. You get one, make it like count. PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> Made a count, though, and coming out of the mouth of the villain. Also, the realization, too, that his mom was so close this whole time, she was only, like, two train stops away. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that his mom, in general, seems to continue to make poor choices as they seek to imply that she is in another shitty, abusive relationship right now as well. Yeah, kind of says something about her. Yeah, and also, too, that again, yeah, maybe Billy absolutely is better off without her. Which yep. is a hard thing for kids to come to terms with, but often they do. Yeah. Like, yeah, in what is essentially, like, 
you know, a superhero movie for kids and everything. This this is some complicated stuff that they're laying down. Not edgy, as we've said before. This is actual complicated adult material. Oh, yeah, this is something like like kid wouldn't pick up on. And the fact that they were allowed to do it, I wouldn't be surprised if some studio head was like, oh, geez, you're really going to do this here? This is a lot to lay on them right before the end. But it makes the ending that much better. When it you- really does. But he finds his real family. It's very, uh, very Don Bluth. You can put a young audience through any sort of trauma you want, so long as there's a happy ending at the end. <laughs> and the fact that he blamed himself for all this time too, and the fact that you know meeting his mom frees him of that shame, is what really allows him to become a hero. Yep, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was never your fault. Again, that sounds cryptic, too. Your father decided to not be part of anything, and he was in jail and everything. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do with that in future sequels, should they choose to. Yeah, are they going to, like... Are they going to do it like how they did in the recent comics, how he, he was in jail for, like kind of trying to provide for his family yeah, or yeah. are they just going to make him like a, just an outright criminal? I wonder. Yeah. They, uh, they imply some stuff there. And again, same flashback we got at the beginning of the movie, but now literally the rose tinted filter is all gone. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's off. It's, it looks it cold yeah. and like distant man. Uh, filters. You can do a lot of storytelling with them. Can't you? It's almost like the director, director of photography and all that know what they're doing and know how to use these things to engage the audience it's almost like the whole movie hinges on this scene right that this is what it was (laughs) always all about and again too you know you're you're not a hero uh was it when you're just uh doing stuff that's easy you're a hero when you're doing stuff that's hard and overcoming it Mm -hmm. which i think is quintessential to so many dc heroes yep Hmm. Oh, and she doesn't even remember the thing. Doesn't remember the. Oh. <laughs> After all that, and she looks like she's gonna say something, but then she doesn't. Oh, shredding. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really seem to care. <laughs> yeah. But you had a family all along, Billy, and you literally need to go save their asses right now from an evil wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, geez, you should have had that conversation a little sooner. If you're going to be a superhero, supervillains just tend to pop up around you. Ah, this bit here is good. This was in the trailer, too, the big jump off the rooftop, get hit by lightning. Nice very comic book have they ever done a shazam cover i'm sure they have like some sort of variant that uh does a take on like dark knight returns because there's that famous bit where he's jumping and lit up by the thunderbolt i'm sure they've done one with shazam but only the lightning bolt is hitting him i want to say they have because that feels like such an obvious image i want i want to say they have. I'm. Pr- I know that we we have had ones where 
he's been in the sky and he's been hit by the lightning and everything. But yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, it seems very obvious that they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> you come out. No, you come out. <laughs> how how do you handle hostage situations like this? He does genuinely hold all the cards. Another money-saving factor, the seven deadly sins only need to be out as much as the script calls for. They don't need to be out all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and then and then even and then even then, like you can always just just do one at a time. Mm -hmm. So they need to animate one of them. Mm -hmm. How old are you? Basically, fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Also, too, Savannah, I noticed on a second uh, rewatch, too, kind of shoots himself into the foot by saying, you know, only you can give me the power that I want. And I'm like, oh, Billy probably didn't even know he could give the power to other people until <laughs> Savannah said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, he comes to that realization kind of here as well, like Savannah sets it up, but then he realizes he can do that later on. Mm -hmm. Which again, too, Savannah, so vain, so full of himself, so underestimating Billy, he didn't think that he could actually deliver him the keys to his defeat later on. <laughs> Let's all go on a magic adventure through the magic door. Man, they got a lot of plants in this household, too. I never noticed that. <laughs> good, good for oxygen, I guess. <laughs> I think I have one plant behind me right now. I don't think I have any in my house. I didn't even do a tree this year, just because, you know... Neither did we. I, I was thinking about it, but then it's like, ugh, it's so much trouble, and, like, I, I had an artificial one that got too old and ratty, and I had to throw it out last year, and obviously I've set up my new office space where we do the show, and this is normally where a tree would go. <laughs> And I'm like, well, maybe I should get a little one. And I'm like, it's fine. I'll just do up the fireplace all nice. Which is what I did. Hmm. We're the same, you and I, see? <laughs> I like that trope is, is put into here. But, yeah. like, done in a way that it it's not obvious yeah your your quest for power and acceptance by your father is very similar to my quest to try and find my mother i i am a huge fan of that too you know when heroes and villains are cracked mirrored versions of each other or there but for the grace go i type situations mm-hmm It's the only time the seven sins are out, yep. and 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 then it leads to to them finding out. Yeah, him being able to count them out here. Also, I, have I like that that one definite seven deadly sin just then looks more like Doomsday than Doomsday was uh, in these films. <laughs> also, too, I have subtitles on turned for this, which I do for most commentaries, and I like that uh, the script is sure to tell us there which sin is which. Yeah. Because some are obvious, some are less obvious. <laughs> Which they even make a joke about later. Oh, I thought lust would be sexier. <laughs> nah, it's messy and gross. Yeah. 
Wrath is obvious. Gluttony is pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get some good use out of that Batarang, aren't we? <laughs> See, Batman was kind of here. In spirit. <laughs> See, now we're just watching the movie as it gets to the exciting climax. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, I, I, coming up here is like all the the setup to stuff we're going to see in the sequel. Potential uh, sequel fodder, ahoy! Oh no, we lost all our foster kids. This is this is going to be real <laughs> bad for us. The only thing that would make it more tense for them is like, we lost all the foster kids, and child services is coming for a visit. Yeah, the inspector is coming later today. See, that's another thing that's great about modern Shazam, is that, you know, you feel bad for these foster parents, too, who are trying their best. There's always a ticking clock on them. <laughs> that's where your kids, eh, we lost them. <laughs> yeah, you know, some bald man yeah. with a freaky eye but, came by. But hey, at least they're not doing crack. Yeah, so we're as far going. as we know. <laughs> you know, it's Schrodinger's crack. If you can't see or hear them smoking the crack, are they really smoking crack? <laughs> oh, hey, these guys are villains from the comics, too, these crocodile guys. Yeah, and they're all practical effects. Looking great. The, the director played the one that rushed the door. Oh, nice. Well, this universe doesn't seem so bad. All right, it seems really bad. No, sh shut the Cthulhu door. That looks like one of the things from the mist. It really does. Did Sandberg do that movie too? No, that was Frank Darabont. Ah, right. <laughs> it's dream logic. If you think you can, you can. <laughs> Savannah in no particular hurry to stop them. <laughs> thing he knows he's got the power so he doesn't need to need to hurry yeah really besides today was leg day he doesn't want to overdo it <laughs> now there you go this this is when you're supposed to go to the club billy at night like a self-respecting bird <laughs> <laughs> covering Dalla's face so adorable <laughs> you are not old enough <laughs> also implying more about Pedro there. Why didn't you look, Pedro? Meh. <laughs> nice people. <laughs> Is that glitter? Yep, that's glitter. <laughs> Again, so disappointing the booty trap is not real. <laughs> Such a missed opportunity. Come on, DC Warner Brothers, get on that. It needs to be like a pop-up. Yeah, for Shazam 2, it needs to be a real place. I'll, come I'll... to the come to the booty trap to see exclusive scenes from Shazam too. Exactly, <laughs> I'll kick in money for it. Also, pop up a holiday carnival too. I can't say I've ever been to one of these, but this definitely feels like something that totally exists somewhere. We have one that like appears in my town every every couple of months. But I never go to it because it always looks, it looks like a really, one of those really creepy yeah. traveling circuses. 
come join us leave your family and travel yeah. the world <laughs> yeah one of those circuses where every now and then you hear kids disappear from <laughs> you know one of them evil circuses <laughs> which is such a classic trope in comic books and stories the traveling evil circus you gotta feel like real circus owners are like man this gives us all a bad name these evil circuses Hey, that guy flying looks a lot like Mark Strong. <laughs> you don't they were super into him until the whole die comment. <laughs> They're like, well, flying. He's like, oh no, this, this guy's the opposite of what we want. Yeah. Oh no, Santa. Yeah. This, this if Santa a, says run. Yeah, then you fucking for real should run. Up until then, it was the best holiday carnival until that guy said all these people will die. <laughs> hey, we brought the bullies back too, even they have a little mini arc. Yeah, and again, that's like another thing with like in, in these films, like if if there's like ever bullies like this, usually they end up becoming like lackeys for the villain. Yeah, never happens. No, yeah. they're never given like they're never like possessed by like some of the by, sins like, or something, wrath yeah. or something. They get their comeuppance in the end, but that's about it. Ah, there, the big quote of the movie: "What's the point of having uh, powers? What's the point of being a superhero if you can't save your own family?" Yes, yeah, Superman. What's your excuse in all those Snyder movies for not saving your family and then not being able to save yourself? Way to, way to drop the ball, Boy Scout. Well, maybe Shazam can teach him a few things. Maybe he should. Wouldn't that be like a complete like reverse of how it is in the comics? Yeah, that Superman has to learn how to be a better hero from Shazam. <laughs> Who's who's arguably been a hero for like, like a day? Yeah, I know, right? Ain't that some shit? Who's living more of the Superman life in such a short amount of time? Classic bit right here. He fires it through the thing. He hot dogs and grandstands for too long, only to get grabbed. Also, too, there's uh, a great, great moment coming up here. That's a very Superman moment. I, uh, I didn't think about it either, but uh, Billy lost his mom at a at a carnival around holiday time. It's holiday time. Is this the same carnival? Maybe. And that this is the, the 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 a carnival where he lost his family and one where he finds his where family. Wow. See, I this is like my third or fourth time watching, and I never put that together. It's like, oh yeah, those both happen at carnivals during the winter time, don't they? I said said before it's layered. Yeah, I I'm sure that was obvious to everyone else, but I'm just like, oh, you know, it might have been a different carnival, but no, it's probably the exact same carnival, and that was probably super on point. Yeah, Love this moment. Yeah, because he gives her the tiger, doesn't he? Yeah. There you go. Again, very Superman moment. I agree. Uh, Superman would like pick up the child and use her as like a battering ram, like a bat. <laughs> He'd swing her above his head. Uh, I am hope. I am the last son of Krypton. Go, tiny child. 
we haven't talked about it mainly because we're like watching this without the sound so we can talk about it but like the music for this film is really great as well the score is really nice we mentioned the queen thing before how we think they blew their sound or song budget on it but the actual score we have is really solid again not too over the top too you know they don't do the cliche thing with a lot of strings and a lot of orchestra and everything it just kind of works hmm Oh no, Doomsday has Shazam. Yeah, uh -huh. hopefully someone has a kryptonite spear. <laughs> and only that. Maybe we even got water here for Lois to drown in. Oh, there you go. Nah, Billy Smart knows how not to drown. <laughs> Savannah, though, true uh, villain, I will drown this fucking child in the ice. <laughs> Boy, children are real easy to kill. <laughs> Why didn't I do this soon? Yeah, really. All those adults I killed early on, that was way too difficult. I'm literally shooting fish in a barrel. Again, Mary gets a cool-ass hero moment and shows that she's a fucking dead shot, apparently. Yeah, that's the thing. She's got the... She drank the whiskey and got the dead eye. Yeah, she got the eye of the tiger. <laughs> Yeah, denied though. That would have been really cool if that hit. <laughs> don't don't do the thing. Don't do the thing you're known for. Ah, he did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like too how he uses the transformation tactically, like he does in the comics. Like sometimes it's better to be Billy to run around, and sometimes it's good to call the lightning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you can use the lightning as a weapon. Mm hmm. Which he does. Oh, come on. <laughs> I was winning. Yeah, this is the point you were saying. It's like, yeah, she gets kidnapped, but technically everyone gets kidnapped, so it's not all on her. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that she's not really even scared of it either. Like, she just hit the hit it after it tried to eat her. Uh, again, too, we haven't mentioned it, but in the comics and in this movie, too, I think it's heavily implied that Darla is on the spectrum somewhere. Again, they're subtle about it. They don't come out and say it, but I think that's definitely what we're supposed to infer. Because she doesn't treat the world around her the way everyone else does. In which case, hey, that's pretty cool, having a superhero who's on the spectrum, even when she uh, changes yeah. into her adult form. Yeah, she goes and saves Santa. Yeah, which is pretty great. <laughs> Literally, this moment, too, I, I have to feel that Jeff Johns had a hand in, because it's very similar to the moment from the last Shazam issue, wherein uh, he gives CC back power by remembering, oh yeah, my greatest ability is Shazam isn't the flight <laughs> or the lightning, it's the fact that I can give the power to other people. Yeah, I can share it. Because Billy is a good judge of character. Everything that the old wizards were not. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what that is like with his father. <laughs> yeah, true enough. Yeah, that that could still go either way at this point. <laughs> In this simple act of taking... Oh, no, wait, that's Kingdom Hearts. That's different. <laughs> Yet also kind of similar. <laughs> Heh. <laughs> 
Oh, damn, didn't think he'd do that to me. Also, Savannah has, uh, what is it, red soles to his shoes, I just noticed. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got red soles on his shoes. I wonder if that's intentional. <laughs> also, the fact that they say Billy first. <laughs> <laughs> Again, when I first saw this movie, I did not think they were going here in the first movie. I I thought we'd probably get maybe maybe Mary Marvel, maybe maybe like Freddy for like a, a scene. Mm -hmm. Not the whole family. Then again, it makes sense because this is how the John's uh, New 52 run ended. This was his big new thing for the Marvel family, or Shazam family mm -hmm. as they are now. Mm -hmm. Good good casting on the older counterparts, too. Oh, yeah. And again, some more redemption casting. The guy who plays Freddy was meant to play The Flash in oh. George Miller's uh, Justice League film. And the guy who plays Pedro was meant to play the Superman role. Oh. Good for him. Well, he's got a very Superman jawline. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I can see why they wanted him in the role. <laughs> he finally got swole. It was his goal. <laughs> and I guess that's the idea, too. You know, they kind of make that only really for Freddy and Paige or the fact that he wanted to be super jacked brother brother and he got to be. And the crippled kid gets to put down his crutch and actually gets to fly around, which is the ultimate form of walking. <laughs> It's saying I'm better than walking. <laughs> <laughs> the Darla just kind of gets to be fast, and Eugene just gets to shoot lightning, which is pretty great on their own, but they didn't have as many issues as the other two. No. I wonder if hyperspeed is, like, like sort of an a analogy to her being, like, kind of, like, um, on the spectrum, like, ADHD. Uh, sort interesting. Of always on the move sort yeah. of thing. Oh, I didn't think about that. It's, again, too, because these characters are so new. Even right now in the comics, they don't have code names, and they no. haven't really explored the depth of their power. The, the movie and the books now kind of make it seem like they each get one. They get one power that Shazam has. Well, except for Mary, who can kind of do everything, but that's because she's Mary, and again, she was always more popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they all get, like, one specific aspect of his power. Yeah. Which, again, is that just how they start? Can they get more powers? Or, like, how does that work, I wonder? Or can they use their power in interesting ways? I think with Eugene, they seek to imply, you know, because he's he's elite gamer bro and a techie and everything, he's able to, like, use the electricity to better interface with machines and everything and do stuff that Shazam can't do, but that's only stuff that's been implied. Yeah, and, or uh, does it work like, like Billy can give them parts of his power, or then tell them that they can have the whole power? Again, like he 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 then he, like he dictates how he says it. Again, it's stuff they haven't quite written yet, and also by giving them power, does he weaken himself? How does that work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now this is some straight up GBZ fighting right here is what this is yeah, and again it looks really great it does filmed at night which what you always yeah, do uh, when you do big FX stuff like this yeah to hide the imperfections because it works Yep. Philadelphia has a really good skyline for this actually mm -hmm. now this is a pretty great joke it is him going on his it's, it's one that I, I, I'm, I'm surprised hasn't been made 
before this. I know, it's something like fans joke about, but they've never actually put to screen the whole guy's giving a villainous speech, but I'm too far away, I can't hear you. <laughs> and again, Billy being genre savvy, I bet you're monologue, monologuing right now. I wonder, too, if they had a full script for Mark Strong, or if they're just like, just talk and say some vaguely evil things. <laughs> oh, again, hey, nice little call to Batman v Superman. Batman fighting his greatest foe, Superman. Yes. And <laughs> Superman fighting his greatest foe, Batman. Yes, which we know. And morals. Uh, and morals. The the fact that the kid drops those dolls too is like I don't need you two anymore. I got Shazam now. Yeah, what does that say as well? Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> Boy, a, a superhero that realizes that you know the key to the longevity of superheroes is the joy and wonderment of children. You don't say. In fact, let's make not one but several children into superheroes. And not only that, have them actually do superhero things. I know. Like how quintessentially Superman is this, I need to stop a thing from falling down. Yeah, and I have the guy who's going to play Superman do it. Oh boy. <laughs> I can. I love the realization of, I got this, but I really don't. To, oh no, wait, I actually do. Because that tells <laughs> us that he would have done it anyway, even if he didn't have the power. Because <laughs> they're all pure of heart. Maybe, maybe in like a future film, Tyler can give the Flash, uh, Ezra Miller's Flash, some pointers on how to run. Yeah, on how to not run ridiculous. Well, heck, in the end credits for this, their little animated counterparts get to hang out with the Justice League, and she does run alongside the Flash. <laughs> yeah, please, can we can we tell uh, Ezra Miller not how to run like it showed? There's still time for his solo movie. Man, we got a Mortal Kombat reference and a Street Fighter <laughs> reference all in the same movie. Holy shit. I uh, love this. Uh, adorable. <laughs> also, too, further justifying having seven deadly sins to have, uh, what is it, six heroes to fight it as well to split the workload. Mm -hmm. It's almost like that was the like a predetermined thing. Mm -hmm. Also, how are there people still here at this winter carnival? Don't you know <laughs> shit has gone sideways? Hey, it's Philadelphia. They hear that there's like some monsters attacking a carnival. Yeah. They're like, ah, hey, everyone's f fucked them. Is it the nightmare? I'm going to kill <laughs> That's going to be the next film. It's going to be Shazam versus the Nightman. Yeah. <laughs> but who's going to pay the toll to get in that boy's hole? Uh, we don't know. We'll have to watch the sequel to find out. That's that's going to be part of uh, Mr. Mind's League of Monsters, where it's like, ah, yes, we have all of these creatures and the troll from the troll toll. <laughs> Again, too, Billy here showing how smart he actually is and that he's not just a meathead, that he was actually able to figure this out. 
and figuring out basically how I and the audience was figuring it out too. I'm like, yeah, that's only six. Where's the seventh one? And then and then he then he he plays to to, to Savannah's I guess arrogance yeah. by getting him to bring out the other one and face him on his own. And it makes perfect sense that the one that doesn't come out is Envy, because Envy is the green-eyed mm-hmm. monster, the one that yeah. no one likes. And the fact that Envy is smaller and shittier than all the other sins, because of course it is, because it's Envy. I would say you could do that. You could also do that with Pride, because Pride is often called the invisible sin for the same reason. Mm-hmm. But I like that it was Envy. And also, too, that he's reminded that, oh, yeah, the sins actually aren't on your side and actually did abandon you when the going got tough. Yeah, they were only out for themselves. Mm-hmm. And you're just a conduit to get what they want. Yeah. And yet Billy still, because he is the good guy, and because we've set him up as the guy who does the right thing when push comes to shove, he actually saves the villain. Yeah, that was another thing. Like, yeah, he doesn't... It doesn't end with him having to kill the villain in some ham-fisted way that could easily be solved, or um, they don't even give him yeah a the Disney vi- death. the villain the villain yeah yeah no Disney death the villain doesn't end up like somehow killing himself slipping on a banana peel choking on jungle yeah. vines that were just in Philadelphia mm. yeah yeah that's the thing he would have fallen into the street and he'd been fine but then it would have been shot by like a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a rough town. It's a great town. I loved my time in Philadelphia. We're just saying. It's the thing. You survived all of this, and then just got shot in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and his shoes were stolen. For that fancy coat. Ah, crap. That's right. We can't kill seven deadly sins that easily. They are like primordial beings. Yes, and if you you know you kill one, you kind of undo the balance. Oops. Damn. And as Fred even said earlier, just grab that eye out of his head and it'll all be over. <laughs> Kali Ma, Kali Ma. <laughs> Billy's too young to get that reference. Again, they spent their money on effects when they needed it. This is all very cool. Yeah. Here's the thing about power. What good power? Oh no, now he doesn't have an eye. Yeah. Don't worry, he'll get a monocle. What's the point of power if you can't share it with people? What a what a nice message about not having to go it alone. Also, one one more joke in there too. Oh no, I'm being corrupted. <laughs> <laughs> Unlimited power, you say? <laughs> I love it. it's a good trick for the audience. Oh yeah, everyone in my theater totally was buying it too. Ah. Yeah, you have no idea where that demon ball has been. <laughs> I love, too, where it's like, what do you do with Savannah? Oh, he goes to jail at the end of it. Yeah. A very, like, like, like that's something that would happen in, like, an old comic. Very. 
like you wouldn't see that in a comic book movie now but you do and it works yeah i like that they just send him to regular jail which again you know makes sense for them without the eye he's essentially human they don't know all the other shit yeah yeah they just and he's and he's like talking crazy about weird wizards and mm-hmm. and why not super so like yeah just, just, just look this guy up yeah no one's gonna believe him yeah, we just don't put him in Arkham, because they always escape. They always escape. Even in Philadelphia, they know. Don't send them to Arkham. And thus, the balance is reachieved. And you also have some kick-ass new statues for your lair. Although, personally, that would kind of bug me if that was my lair, and I had to pass these guys every time when I went to the bathroom. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit creepy. Uh, yeah, they're a little horrifying. I'd, I'd probably piss them off. I'd probably, like, stick my gum <laughs> under them and whatever. <laughs> Put my smokes out on them. <laughs> Come on, Joel, stop. Just, like, cu- just cover up their eyes with, like, post-it notes. There you go. Put googly eyes on them so they're not frightening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, Santa here just steal the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Santa got into the crack. Yeah, this is the best joke ever. Santa just losing his shit about real magic. <laughs> oh, here's here's one more song we get a couple bars of at the end. And everyone's wearing their nice Christmas sweaters. Hey, and we bring back the hand thing. Billy didn't do it before, but he finally does it now. Because he's got a family. Look look how we came full circle. Ah, and she even said it's not a home until they call it a home, and he just called it a home. There you go. Merry Christmas, everybody. We, uh, we, we, we hope we made uh, your Christmas a little easier out there. Maybe the uh, uncle you hate is uh, at dinner right now acting a fool. Maybe you didn't get what you <laughs> wanted. But at least the comic multiverse is here for you. <laughs> gotta, gotta keep it nice and Christmassy. And here we get our weird-ass cameo right at the very end. Very weird very weird cameo it's like i get you needed to pay off that story bit but at the same time it's like it's so confusing you might as well not even have it also hey we saved the bullies but they still suck that's a nice touch (laughs) that's a problem you also don't get to wish away with magic powers yep <laughs> he just struts in just strolls right on it with his lunch tray so he's already been through the lineup already <laughs> did he pay for that or did nah. he have to did he just get it free or? no one makes a superhero pay also too i notice uh all their lunches are a little different too darla's the only one with vegetables both uh what is it uh billy and uh mary got salads very reminiscent of their characters yeah superman of course also got a salad yeah he's also in an updated costume which is more like his rebirth costume yeah weird man i love this ending credit scene set to the ramones i don't want to grow up 
it's great. It more, more comic book movies need to do this. Very reminiscent of like Spider Man. Definitely, and we get this like clearly shit Freddy scrawled in his own notebook, and you actually it tells a story too of like him and his family doing cool superhero shit and getting to hang out with the Justice League, and I like they pair them up with different sort of people. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, Darla gets to run with the Flash. Mary Marvel gets to hang out with Wonder Woman. It's good, good stuff. Also, great use of song, too. So, uh, yeah, everyone, I guess we'll start winding this one down right now. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us uh, on this Christmas day. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed getting to be here and uh, do a little commentary for you. I guess we'll be back again in the new year at some point. Now now Matt and I need to rest. We need to sleep till Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, you say rest, but we'll still be be, be putting out videos and working yeah. hard. Oh, absolutely. Th thank you, Marvel, for releasing two books on Christmas Day, including one of your big events. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate it. Hey, at least it wasn't like this last week. At least it wasn't, which goddamn, we're still gonna need. That's another reason Matt and I are taking time off, because we just need to fucking put a dent. There was like goddamn 20 new books that came out this week. Oh, it was insane. Goddamn ridiculous. But thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you, and we will be back again next time. Bye bye.